0: And I had been flipping through Tubi one day and I happened to see this old, old school show that I used to watch back in like 1993 and I loved it. And I was watching it and I'm kind of getting back into it and I was like, man, I wonder why they never did anything. So I started like getting online and looking and I found that there was an actual toy line that ran with this particular show. And the show took place in 2018. I was researching in 2018. I was like, this must be like a sign saying I should get some of these toys. And so as cheap as I am, I tried to get some off the best offer and got turned down every single time until today. Four years later, I finally get one for under 10 bucks. The toy line I'm talking about is Playmate's Sequest DSV. And that's why I'm here, Talking Toys.
1: Welcome to Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff, where we go back in time to discuss our favorite toys, one toy line at a time. taylor and jeff i'm taylor and i'm jeff so so taylor was was that legit like literally today the day we're recording this yes that happened yes i got one today <laughs> so we're recording this on november 1st the day after halloween yeah. um
0: and uh, which which one did you get oh um here i'll tell you i can't remember her name off the, off the top of my head it's um give me a second it was it was a uh, lieutenant uh o'neill or no no not, that's that's uh not Lieutenant O'Neill um Hitch uh, Hitchcock, so Commander Hitchcock um O'Neill is one of the ones I I I, I want uh, just because it's Ramy's brother, um or it's yeah Ted it's, Raimi it's Ted Ramy so it's like yeah of course I want a Ted Ramy action figure, uh, so but yeah this was this was an, an interesting run they they I saw pictures where they work well with the Star Trek. Uh, figures from playmates as well they they don't have the same kind of hip issues that the playmates star trek has but they're almost built identically i mean they're they're, they're kind of cool and they i've seen where people will put these with their star trek stuff and they kind of mesh well together cool yeah yeah they're,
1: they're roughly the same the same uh same size right yeah
0: yep yeah, these tend to be a, just a tad bit taller because of the way that their hips are cut. Okay, but that's it.
1: All right well, this is a toy line that I, uh, I I honestly didn't even realize that one existed for the show. It was a show that I was aware of but I never watched. Uh, and um, when you started, I thought you were. I thought you were just reading off of the Figure Realm website because it says <laughs> it starts with the year is 2018. I was like, is he just going to read off a of Figure Realm? And no, I like. I like where that went.
0: That, that's actually because I was like, I'd forgotten that it took place in 2018, and when I was sitting there, because this was four years back when I had resold, and probably it popped up because it was like an anniversary of like. Hey, it was supposed to be 2018 and someone had probably posted something on, on Instagram. I was like, Oh yeah, I forgot about that show. Click it in, type it in, find on Roku. And I remember laughing about it because I'm like, wow, just there's so much futuristic stuff happening, but yet it seems so far back in the past.
1: Right. Well, and you know, in its final season, it was renamed Sequest 2032, Yeah. even though it was set in 2018.
0: Yeah. Um, And
1: it's a show, it was a show. So if you're not familiar folks, it aired in, uh, It aired, I believe it aired on NBC to begin with. And Mm -hmm. then did it go into first run syndication? I I always thought it was first run syndication, but I guess it was um, on NBC, but it was, uh, it was an undersea show. It's kind of like Sea Hunt with uh, Lloyd Bridges, Mm -hmm. but um, it starred Roy Scheider, which was a big deal to get him on television. And uh, it ran for three seasons for a total of 57 episodes, but I could have sworn it ran longer. And I guess I just assumed that it was first run syndication. Because of the um because of like the it just kind of looked cheapish, and I guess that was just the time it's nineteen ninety three to ninety to uh what ninety five that it aired or yeah, ninety six it's it seemed
0: cheapish I mean it's one of those like when you look back and you look at back at the t v stuff that's going on then it it has a lot of um c g effects that kind of bridge certain areas in there. And it's got a really like well created um, props, well created set, and everything. But the stories and what you could do is very limited at certain certain points. That it does come off as cheapish, but at the same time, I understood that they were like, "Hey, we're this is what we have, and this is what we're able to work with on this budget." And I'm I'm sure that having Roy on there, like, because I, I think he's like a part producer on that i think he because of and the he didn't
1: s- last the entire series either i think no. he, he was gone by the, at least the third season
0: yeah well and and it's actually one of those that they kind of play that into the the show itself because technically in the beginning when they in the pilot episode he didn't even want to be there he had already retired and so they needed uh captain bridger to come back and and run this this uh, brand new uh submarine and he technically didn't want to do it but they needed there was something going on that they needed him to come do it and so he was at arms with um I think it was Commander Ford or I'm trying to remember there was one of the, the officers that he was kind of up in arms with yeah they, I, I never saw an
1: episode. I, I only knew about it because uh, all the girls that I knew uh-huh. were Gaga over Jonathan Brandis,
0: oh yeah, yeah, I can see yeah. that.
1: He was sort of the breakout star of the show this... uh because because of the 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 teen the teen girl factor yeah
0: this this is one of those shows that my my dad and I would sit and watch and really enjoy, and we didn't have like very many of them that was kind of like tradition for us, but this one uh and Farscape were our two shows that we just watched every single time it came out
1: and i know a lot of people that really enjoy it you know <laughs> they, they watched it you know i guess in syndication after it aired or something but i do i know a lot of people that really enjoyed it i've just never seen an episode
0: yeah i think by the time it hit the 20 32 33 30, that one i think i had stopped watching but i had watched pretty much every episode and the one episode that stuck with me was one where it was a small country and in order for these two Uh, Groups to battle one another. They battled by having these kids uh, jump into these like uh, uh, VR sets, and the VR sets controlled these mechs. And whoever destroyed whose mech, that's who decided on where the resources would go. And I always thought that was kind of cool because it was like the idea like, oh, they're playing over the internet, no one's getting hurt, but this is how they're deciding is through games. And so I always thought that was that was really interesting how they We also
1: kind of ripped that off of Ender's game, but well whatever. and
0: technically kind of you know, it's also a part of Ender's game, it's also a part of like robot jocks and robot wars, except, you know, they were in the Mac.
1: Well, and Ender's game is literature.
0: Yeah, and Ender's game is literature <laughs> and probably at the time was when was Ender's game written?
1: Oh, it was written like seventies, eighties, somewhere okay, around so in there. Yeah, I mean.
0: Yeah. I mean it was inspired by. They didn't rip it off, but it was inspired by.
1: Sure. Well, because they didn't rip it off because it's exactly the uh yeah, you're right. It's
0: not exactly because they're not annihilating a whole species with this.
1: No, uh, you true, true, true. Right. True. And it is not the same because that and that the video game was actually real.
0: Yeah, and that was the thing but, um, with Ender's game. He was he was at terms or he was at at arms with himself because it would mean that he would destroy an entire species.
1: So the the to get back to the toy line for Sequest which is what we're here to discuss um, there's a really uh, sequestvault.com is a, has a has a really good write up about the toys mm-hmm. and this is one I didn't I didn't realize like there was a huge push behind these toys and these these action figures are extremely like technologically advanced especially for the time and Playmates had announced a whole line of of figures and some really cool playsets that just look awesome and we only ever got nine figures because yeah. I guess they just didn't sell very well.
0: It's I think there was a distribution problem because it was one of those that had back in the day. Cause I mean, I was getting um, I was getting Star Trek figures, you know, I was enjoying picking those up during that time. If I had have seen these, I probably would have bought them. But the, the issue was is that I don't ever remember seeing these on store shelves. And I didn't even know that they had an actual toy line until years later, when, um, I saw that SeaQuest the, the show was, you know, on, on Tubi or, or I can't remember which one it is, but one of the, the Roku channels, I was like, Oh, I love this. And I was like, I wonder if they ever made anything, started doing this researching and found, Oh, Playmates had a whole toy line. Didn't even know it. And I don't think that it was one of those well, where. Well, a
1: whole toy line. They had nine figures. But nine. They had one way. But it,
0: nine figures. Nine figures where you had a majority of the main characters and then some villains, but. And a dolphin. At, well, that's one of the main characters, Darwin. Um, right. Yes. It, don't, 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 don't question it. Uh, <laughs> but it was one of those where it was like. I don't ever remember seeing these and I don't, I didn't know anyone who had them because I just don't think they were widely distributed everywhere. I don't think it was. Well, and they, they obviously
1: weren't, weren't extremely popular either. So, because what kid wants a Roy Scheider action figure other than me?
0: I did. I loved him Jaws.
1: Right. Well, he's good in everything. Jaws, French connection. Oh God. All that jazz. Yeah. 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 Uh, so let's talk a bit about the figures in because we did we had nine figures and the the, the figures that we got, we got uh, Captain Nathan Hale Bridger, Chief Crocker, Commander Ford, uh, Darwin, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Z, Lieutenant J.G. O'Neill, Lieutenant Commander Catherine Hitchcock, Lucas Wallin, wallen jack
0: yeah.
1: And Regulator, who I guess is the villain.
0: Yeah, he's a bad guy. There's two bad guys here.
1: Dr. Z is the other one? Yes. See, I should have known because he was Doctor Z. He wasn't. He didn't have a, a military rank. <laughs> was well,
0: Doctor Ruben Zeller, but he is also known as Doctor Z. He's a bad guy. Okay,
1: and so these these stood about what four inches tall.
0: Yeah, four and a half. They're about the same size as the um, the Star Trek uh, next, generation oh, next Generation figures. Yeah,
1: got it. Yeah. And okay. so let's talk a little bit about the uh, the articulation on these because they were they were made specifically to fit in the vehicles that we never got. Mm-hmm. And they were also made specifically, I believe if I remember reading correctly, they were made specifically so that they could stand at ease with their arms behind their back. And if you, there's a picture on sequestvault uh, dot sequest sequestvault.com, uh, that has a picture of them all. And I am amazed at how much this figure looks like Roy Scheider. Yes. It is amazing. I and mean, we think this was 1993 and this was a, a mass market figure, not like a high end collector's item. This is, this is amazing, but let's talk a little bit. How, how does, how is this articulation different from your standard, like your, your Star Trek articulation?
0: Okay. So here's the, the biggest thing about the figures, the, what I loved about the Star Trek figures was that you could put the arms at ease or behind them because of the way that the bicep cut elbows and the Shoulders would cut one into the other, okay? So they've got two swivel shoulders. You've got bicep cuts that are kind of high. And then you've got uh, elbow cuts or like elbow hinges as well, okay? And so much like those figures, you're able to put the arms directly behind the back because you can tilt the arms back and then tilt them in. The biggest difference on these is that where you have a head cut, shoulder, bicep, elbow, um, hip, and knee, they added one more cut, and I believe all the figures have was a, a thigh cut. And that thigh cut allows them to kick their legs down, which one of the problems that we had with the the Star Trek Next Generation figures is that their legs would sit out. They would bow really sharply out, and then you could put the legs in, but it looked like they were doing this kind of like weird babysitting things. They didn't sit in chairs very well. Whereas this one, these are cut with the thigh cuts where you can turn the legs down and they can sit upright in a chair, which is kind of a big deal.
1: That is it's odd. And why do you suppose this didn't become standard for all playmates figures?
0: Well, so it's, so the playmates figures for star Trek, it ran for, quite a while and then at one point they kind of went back where they stopped having so much articulation with some of the lines later on down the road where they had it where it just had five points and they were kind of posed i don't know why because the the star trek that most people like the most are kind of the earlier uh, runs that had better articulation that looked more the part of the character they were kind of beefy 90s style figures and this is not too far from it but i don't know like where where the first run of star trek did great and then the later run of star trek had like more lifelike you know um looking uh molds this kind of fell in between where you had really good articulation really good molds and you could tell that it's like basically a a love child of someone who was really into sequest then the line didn't really go anywhere because i mean the figures from what i've seen in person and what i've seen online i can't wait to have mine in hand they they look amazing and i'd love to have this whole thing like this whole line of figures i think would be great
1: and i imagine this line is one that is not extremely popular but
0: as a result they're kind of expensive because there is kind of a rabid following for them there can be yes and that was that was kind of the thing that that i was running into is that Oftentimes I would make, um, you know, I would make, uh, 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 what is it called? Not bids, but, um, offer offers and they wouldn't be taken. I'm like, well, you know, what, what you're offering me is not as much as you, you think it is. And so it's like the people who have it don't necessarily want to get rid of it, but they do under a certain amount, I think. And that's they're, they're not too expensive, but you're going to be spending 20, 20, or so for a figure on card, which is not bad, but I couldn't imagine this reselling off anywhere. Like if you get it, you get it because you love it.
1: Right. Yeah. I can't imagine. I can't imagine there's a, there's a huge market for these, but I also would think the, uh, the Roy Shatter character is probably a big seller because people want that head to pop off and, and use on other customs like a, yeah. a Brody or a, <laughs> This is how, this is how lame I am. Either like a, uh, uh, a, a Bob Fosse, all that jazz figure oh, God. <laughs> or a, uh, or a, uh, a, a Sonny from, uh, the French connection.
0: Yeah. I, I didn't even think about those, but yeah, quite possibly. I, yeah. you know, I don't know. Like, uh, I don't see his character for sell that often. And that's, that one's kind of a, a weird one where it's like, well, you know, you, This would be the time to probably get rid of it, but I don't see his for sale. I do see a lot of the like Doctor Z for sale. I see a lot of the the regulator for sale. Sometimes you'll see like like Catherine Hitchcock. I haven't seen very often, so I was like, oh yeah, I'll definitely grab that one because it's not one that I you just find everywhere. So that one I definitely picked up, Um, but you'll see them here and there kind of just online at, at whim. And so if you just pick a few up here and there at a time, it makes it worthwhile, but you're, you know, you're spending somewhere between 10 to $30 range, depending on who you're getting. And if it's complete or on card or whatever, a lot of them, right. what you see are on card. Like they never got opened, played with or used.
1: Well, speaking of the card, yeah. the, they, they all came on a, a generic backing card that had their, I guess, the ship, the submarine, mm-hmm. uh, with the Sequest DSV logo, and then uh, up, like, off to the right of the figure, there was like a photo of the actor who played that that character, with the name of the character, and then uh, on the bubble, you had the figure, and then a, a lot of uh, looks like they all had quite a few accessories that came with them. Yes, uh, which is which is cool.
0: Yeah, it it breaks your rule though.
1: Yeah, you know what. I, at the end of the day this doesn't bother me nearly as much because I know for the most part they're in the ship and so they're never going to have everything with them at one time right so had they had they had they released the ship produced the ship to be used as kind of a storage space I actually would not have had a problem with this one because you don't expect them to have every single item on them in person at all times right although they don't really it comes close to 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 meeting my rule it looks like
0: They, they do have more. I mean, it's, it's one of those, I'm not, I'm not even gonna lie about it. Like they have a ton of pieces more than, than I guess what they should have. Does that make sense? And so like, like, okay, so they'll, a lot of them will have some sort of like bigger play piece. Then they'll have like, usually a hand blaster for the officers. Um, you'll have a uh, like a um, it's like a dive pad. It's a piece that opens up where you can calculate and, and run probes and things like that. It's like a smartphone, but back in the day. Um, and then you might have like a it's a um, it's an animal caller. So it's a thing that will call um, like animals and, and specific things like that. And then you'll have some sort of big piece that goes with it. So it might be like a satellite, or it might be like a harpoon gun, or it might be like a VR piece. Depending on who it is will have a specific um, item that goes with them. And then you got a stand that helps you stand your figure, and you can put all the stuff at their feet. So technically for what they have, they've got m- way more than what they could use at that time, and I don't believe there's any pegs that allows you to peg these items onto them.
1: No, there's not. There's not. So again, you know, had they had they produced that ship, I wouldn't have had a problem with it. Right. So just real quick, I, as far as I can tell, all of the figures have the same articulation. Right there are there aren't any that that are missing of the human figures at least. We'll we'll talk about Darwin uh, at the end, but uh, the human figures it looks like they all have the same that same articulation, and it also looks like they're all roughly the same size right we don't have a whole lot of variation in size even with the jonathan brandis uh, figure right
0: right i think he's a little bit shorter but not by much everyone else is pretty much the the uh same size i know uh lieutenant o'neill i think is the tallest he goes all the way to the top of his bubble the same with commander ford um, yeah, they look like they might be a little bit, a little taller. Yeah, <clears throat> and Chief Crocker, I think, goes all the way up to his bubble, but everyone else is kind of down a little bit. And there's not a huge variation. When I say, like, variation in size, I'm really talking a few millimeters.
1: Right, yeah, just enough that you see that this, you know, one character might be, like, a hairline above the others. Right, right. So we talked a little bit about Roy Scheider's face sculpt. I'm looking at the the face sculpt for the Jonathan Brandis figure. It looks a little like him, but not... It does look as much like him as Roy Scheider's looks like him. Am I wrong there? Does it not look exactly like Roy Scheider?
0: It's okay. So yes, (laughs) it does. Um, However, so I pulled up another picture here uh, of the Roy Scheider figure. Let's see. And you know, it's, I'm going to say like, yeah, it's really close. Cause here's, so I'm looking at the one of the one I just purchased. And it is, yeah, it's really, really, really dead on, like really dead on. The only thing is that his hair color and eyebrows are a little bit darker than expected, which makes them, that pushes them a little bit younger, but they've got all of the other like wrinkles and features of them, like well, well sculpted out.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, so do not having seen the series, do the rest of the characters look that much like their, their television counterpart? Yes. Because I'll be honest. um, The, the, the female, is it Lieutenant? uh, No, not Lieutenant. um, Uh, Yeah. Lieutenant commander 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 Hitchcock Hitchcock and, uh, and uh, commander, um, commander Ford look a little generic to me.
0: So that was one of the things I thought, I thought myself like what looking at them. And then I, in the the TV series, the way that that they have Commander Hitchcock, it's like she her. I mean, I'm not gonna say I'm. I don't. I'm not trying to be mean, but the actress herself has kind of a more generic like face well, about I, her. I, I, well, and that's the thing. Like th- that's one thing that
1: I I dislike about a lot of television from that time period, and even even yeah. today, even we have a, a little of it. Is there's such a premium placed on on being uh, being pretty or handsome right. that a lot of times you get actors that are you know pleasing to the eye but they don't really make an impression right as opposed to the you know the actors we had in the 70s and 80s that just looked like real people you know
0: and they stood out more because of that
1: yeah they're just more in, you know more interesting profiles nothing you know nothing against any of these any either one of these actors but but there is something to that you know there is something to casting someone who has a a unique look Right,
0: right, and that's with with her and Ford. They're both not that they're generic at all. I mean, but they're they just look like TV stars, like sort sure, nondescript, of nondescript. And so yeah. the figures kind of they they kind of fall in place with that. Um, the only thing that I, I don't like about Hitchcock is that the shoulder set on the torso is a little too wide, and it makes the figure look a little more um, makes her look thicker than she actually is right but other than that like face sculpt wise you know with the hair swept back and everything it it's
1: she looks it's like right. to me she looks like kate mulgrew
0: i could see that a young one from voyager yeah yeah a, a younger kate mulgrew well then the actress has a bit of a kate mulgrew look about her um i can't even remember who who played oh my goodness i feel bad because uh stacy
1: stacy Heiduk was her name
0: Okay. I can't think of anything else she's been in.
1: Yeah. I don't recognize the name. Um, but then, you know, chief, uh, what's his name? Chief Crocker. Mm-hmm. I guess it's because he's got the, you know, the, uh, the Amish beard with the mustache that doesn't quite meet. He looks a little more interesting. Yes. Um, and I have to imagine he looks a little more like his counterpart just because in looking at the photo that, that goes with the the card, you know he's he's got fairly square features as well it seems like he looks looks like it's a pretty pretty close face sculpt yes
0: yeah it all of them are actually still fairly close um i think just the body types are a little odd like he i feel like he should be a little bit heavier set of a figure because the the actor in the show is actually a little more heavy set than than what the figure plays him off to be but you know keeping with a lot of the molds and trying to keep things kind of close to the same so you're not having to reuse too much i could imagine that you know they they have to keep things sized a certain way but for the most part what playmates has done with this i mean they are dead on the the regulators a little off but that's because he's a bad guy and he looks more evil as an action figure than he does in the actual TV show. Looks kind of like Bob the Goon. Yeah. The figure no, does. Very much. And then, you know, Dr. Z is pretty dead on. Um, I I think that like like looking at him, like I think the the face sculpts are like they're nailed. They're perfect. I was looking at the Lucas one here. And you know, I think looking at the pictures that are on the figure archive it's a little rough looking at him. looking at one here on eBay, like even from the chin position going up to his head, like it really does look like the actor.
1: Like Brandis, Jonathan Brandis. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And uh, you know, it it sucks that we lost Jonathan Brandis so young. I know. Uh, I remember I didn't know anything about him. I just knew him from the show, but I was, I was shocked when I heard that the news that he had had taken his own life. So um, I just, you know, Again, this is this is my plug for mental health. If you you know if 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 you're having those thoughts, people do care. Reach out to someone. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. This is a silly toy show, but uh, I do want to take a moment to say that it's important. Um, his figure looks looks really cool, and and I want to talk. He and um, Dr. Z both. I love the way that they sculpted their jackets. Yes, they're sculpted. They kind of flare away, but the figure is sculpted inside so that they can still move. Like I, they're not. They don't have hip articulation, right? Yeah, at the waist, rather. They do at the waist.
0: Yeah. So um, the figures they should have like right under the belt. Okay. Where the the hip joint is, there should be a cut there that allows that to turn. And you can tell because, like on Doctor Z, I'm I'm pulled up a, an eBay photo of him here.
1: It's right above the belt. It's, yeah. It's or below his cut is rather. right
0: below the belt, and you can tell because the plastic they use for the top portion is made in that s- kind of silver gray and the bottom is tan and you can tell that those are the actual molding colors and so it has right and so so
1: they so, so with the way they sculpted their jackets they can still swivel then at the waist yes
0: which yeah which we did get with a few of the later star trek figures there were a few that cut down articulation but they had added a waist articulation I think there was like a Beverly Crusher that also wore like the medical jacket that allowed the waist to move a little bit. But the fact that they flared them out so you could get that waist articulation and get some movement in the legs is perfect because before that was kind of a big complaint with the way the hips were made with the Star Trek universe figures and having the jackets kind of flare down where you couldn't actually move the the legs that much was a complaint that a lot of people had. And so playmates kind of listened, like they were listening to their fans yeah. on this.
1: No, it, it's they're really good. And Doctor Z is, uh, as far as sculpts, I think he's one of my favorite sculpts because I like the way that jacket is a different texture than everything else. Mm-hmm. Almost looks like a puffy jacket the way it's it's sculpted. And uh, then he's got the the black shirt and the silver. I guess it's a, a chain of some sort around his neck. But his head sculpt even he's got you know kind of that, not really a widow's peak, but you can see his hairline is starting to recede. He's yeah. got the same hairline I had when I was fourteen. Um, <laughs> So we knew even then what the future held for Jeff's hair. but uh, And he comes with like a, looks like a, a a raft of some sort, right?
0: It is. He actually has, it's a cryo chamber. So the TS-6000 cryo chamber. I don't know. How silly of me. It's So this is one of the characters that, that had been brought back from, basically from the dead, kind of, where he had been a criminal convicted in the world court way before and had been found later on and ended up kind of almost con-esque, trying to, to take over things and, and cause issues. So he's very much kind of like a con character, where he was frozen mm-hmm. in time, brought back, and then, you know, all hell ensues, I guess. <laughs> if that makes sense.
1: No, yeah, it does. It does. Um, but, and, but you know, again, his character he, he looks kind of slight which you would expect from this kind of character. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, and, and I like the fact that the the jacket comes about, you know, almost, almost out, like halfway to his knees and then the jacket that we have for um, for Lucas you know, comes just below his waist. It looks almost like a denim jacket. I don't think this is what it's supposed to be, but he's wearing like a wetsuit underneath it, right?
0: Yes. Yeah, because he his character uh, for the most part he is always in the pool room and he's usually with Darwin, so he's kind of like one of the main caretakers for Darwin. He's one of the um, the uh, marine biologists that helps out, and he's young. And with him, like the way his jacket is, set, he's, it, is he
1: kind it, of the it's... Wesley Crusher of the of the team? Is that yes. how that works? Yeah, child okay.
0: genius that um, was it. Like the child genius that that is able to to talk to animals and and use computers to do all this yeah he's he's a super iq um got it teenage high energy kid
1: <laughs> and uh and again i i love the colors here uh you know his his wetsuit it's very 90s looking it's it's a black wetsuit with like neon green and then he's got this blue jacket Uh, the, uh, the rest of the crew they're they're in like their black uniforms. And I was thinking that there might've been some reused parts, but I don't think there are any reused parts. I think all the torsos are different on these, aren't they?
0: Yeah. If there's any reused parts, it'd probably be in legs and arms. And that's, that's going to be about it. And it's probably not even all, all arms. I'm sure like shoulder to the legs.
1: I think, uh, uh, I, I think the chief and chief cook and, um, Uh, Lieutenant O'Neill, I think may have the same arms or at least the same hands. Right.
0: That would make sense.
1: Yeah. And uh, Commander Hale and, uh, and Commander Ford, Captain Hale and Commander Ford, I think maybe have the same arms as well. Yeah. So I think you're right there.
0: But I mean, thinking, thinking about it, it's like, you know, this is where we can shave off some money and save it. Yeah,
1: why Why stuff. not? They've done such a good yeah. job with everything else. I have no problem with that.
0: But again. Especially
1: since they're all in uniform.
0: Right. But again, thinking about like all the accessories that we have, all the unique sculpts that we have for each figure, you know, some of the height differences between them. Again, looking at all that and seeing that, you know, there's only nine figures for a show that not everyone had really even heard of. This really does still feel like a, like kind of a love letter to, the show, the people who sculpted and made this, I think were like probably really big fans.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think, I think they, you know, I think absolutely. Um, So, so let's talk a little bit about uh, Regulator because you talked about his, his figure. His sculpt looks, it's really cool. He's got a jacket that goes all the way down past his knees. So again, it's the same kind of sculpting. I really like it. I think it looks really good. I think they've sort of mastered how to do that. You know, we, we talked about the, uh, was it the shadow a while back? Mm-hmm. Um, that I wish that they had done that with this. But other than that, the rest of his sculpting looks kind of basic to me somehow. Yes. Am I wrong? Or are you seeing the same thing I'm seeing?
0: It's, he's probably the the standout um, kind of, I guess, like weird basic figure out of the entire line. So I... I'm gonna say I don't really remember his his character in the show like I remember hearing about him. I remember certain aspects of him, but like even his card art the the person that they have is a picture of the action figure, so already that tells me he's that that either they couldn't get licensing on him or they really just couldn't do a lot of detail or that he's made up for this particular purpose um (laughs) yeah yeah it was did was he on the show or, or no i'm trying to remember it seems like i thought he was i remember seeing an episode where it has where they were talking about the regulator hold on
1: they don't have an actor listed so yeah who knows
0: so there was okay it was in 2032. Oh, in the third That's season. Why, yeah. So it was 2032. It aired November tw- uh, 21st, 1993. And it's the regulator, which is a traitor. Oh, stop your ads. Kidnaps Darwin after a visit to Sequest. The regulator wants to find the center of the universe and tries to use Darwin to find it. Um, and, Oh, it was actually written by, uh, Uh, O'Bannon. Dan O'Bannon? No, this is, uh, uh, Ronick S. O'Bannon.
1: Oh. It's (laughs) the wrong O'Bannon. Get me all excited, Taylor.
0: But this is, it's interesting because this was, um, it says this one was a part of Sequest thirty or twenty thirty-two, which still has Roy Schneider in the, it.
1: The uh, Scheiter. There's no Scheider.
0: So, Have some respect, Taylor. Which which is probably why I know the episode, but why he's not showing up on Sequest. Because Captain Bridger didn't stay on for that much longer. So it was like right. I probably watched those few episodes. And then when, when he left, I was probably like, Yeah, I'm done.
1: Well, and if he was only in one episode, that would explain why they didn't bother to get the likeness
0: rights for the actor.
1: Yeah. I mean, but uh, again, it's not, not a great, not, not a bad figure. It just look, he looks a little like a scarecrow to me. I think it's the orange jacket and the orange hair.
0: Well, yeah. And the, the thing is, is that, you know, looking at the the person that played regulator, he's got kind of the sun dried, you know, bleach tipped hair. He's got, you know, the dirty hat. He's got kind of a beat up duster jacket he didn't have any goggles on, but I think they threw goggles on just to continue that look of him being a bad guy. Then maybe right. he wears goggles at some point, but yeah, he's like he this one feels a little off, even down to like the the shark inspired spear gun just doesn't it just feels off for me. And I don't I don't know why. I know that the I think the monkey was um was in the episode. I remember him having a monkey with them. Oh, the
1: monkey that he comes
0: with. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember that being kind of like one of those, those big deal things of, you know, like he's obviously going to do something with Darwin. Like he's, he's doing something, you know, and the episode well, let's talk and a little bit about,
1: let, let's talk a little bit about the accessories. Uh, all of the characters with the exception of uh, Dr. Z and the, and Captain Hale came with some sort of um,
0: aquatic creature. Right, yes. Well, uh, so regulator has a chimpanzee, right? Well, wait, Z right. That's not a thing. sea creature. Sorry, but yeah, yeah, everyone else had a sea creature that came with them,
1: except for Darwin. Darwin, Doctor Z, and and uh, the captain. Yes,
0: whereas Darwin is the sea creature, <laughs> right? <laughs> but yes, you're right.
1: Okay. And then they all come with some sort of, if if not a weapon, they come with some sort of like communication, something or other. I think Lucas comes with, uh, he comes with a communicator. It looks like he may come with a little bit of a, a a blaster of some sort.
0: Yeah. So Lucas has, and let me find his listing here. Um, Lucas does have a spear gun with him, from what I remember, and he also has a communicator. He has the uh, the C pad, which was the the kind of computer uh, thing that came with everything. And he's got, of course, a mammophone where he's able to talk to mammals. One of the things I loved about Playmates is they like to put all the listing of everything they came with. So he comes with a PAL, personal audio link, a spear gun, a mammal vocorder, um, a EVA skin diving mask, and then the CPOC, which is the personal onboard computer. And then he has the hammerhead shark and his display. So he has quite a bit with them.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, they all came with a lot. You got a good bang for your buck with this, with this, with this line. Yes. Um, so, okay. So, I mean, that, that's pretty much it. There is all there is to say about this line, because again, there were supposed to be all sorts of, uh, all sorts of uh, vehicles with it. There were supposed to be one big, large playset that was there. The main sub, I can't even. I don't even know what it was called. That's how little I know about this line. The sequest. Yeah, is that what it was called? Yes. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah the the main sub was the was the sequest. Oh, okay.
1: I had no idea. So that tells you what I how, how much I know about the show. <laughs> so, uh, but th- this could have been a really really cool line. Uh, I, one thing I do want to talk about before we move to our top five is, uh, Lieutenant JG O'Neill. The glasses. He looks. This figure looks less like Ted Raimi and more like Elton John. The way they've sculpted those glasses isn't that a bit uh, large and in charge? So, Couldn't they have done it, gone a little subtler with that?
0: So it's one of those where I I was trying to like I was thinking about, I was like, how in the world would they would they go about like getting his glasses right? Because I mean, he pretty much everything he's been in except for the except for um, Hercules and. And uh, Xena Warrior Princess, you know, he doesn't really have glasses there because he can't. But everything else, he's always had glasses, just because I think the actor actually wears glasses. And so when I was looking at the figure, I was like, huh, that's an interesting way to do it. They sculpted the face, they sculpted everything down, and then they've made tiny glasses that kind of glue to his head, much like Jordy's visor did. For his um his Jordy figure, you know, from Star Trek, and mm. I don't know if that was the best thing that they could do because whereas Jordy's visor is completely solid, his glasses are not. So it it you know in order to hollow it out, they're gonna have to go really thin or go really thick, and so they've made these really thick kind of silver glasses. I think they were trying to do the best they could. Under the circumstance, but it does make his spectacles look spectacular. Yes, I, you
1: tried that. They're I know. To I give really you an tried. A for effort on that one. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, we're gonna take a short break, and then we'll be back to discuss our top five figures from the line. Okay, you know it's such a small line. I toyed with the idea of just doing like a top three or four, but they're just all of these figures are so well done that I was like, no, 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 I want to, I want to, I want to pick five and then the one that got away. I want to pick six out of the nine. So I guarantee you there will be some overlap. Oh yeah. So
0: uh, Taylor, which which one was it that you ordered today? I, I forget. So which two? Um, well, which two? So I I ordered uh, Hitchcock from the very beginning, and then mid show I ordered Nathan Bridger nice <laughs> and somewhere in there i've got to explain where all of our money is gone
1: <laughs> well you can just tell you can tell you can tell rachel that the nathan bridger is for me because i want a roy scheider action figure oh okay. yeah
0: well you know what when when i when i decide to open these and and do the videos for it i will definitely bring them over so we can play
1: Yes, yes. And maybe you won't break it this time. Oh, okay, so since you since you almost have some of your possession, I will go first and I'll let you uh, lead us out. <laughs> okay. So uh, my number five is uh, Lieutenant J.G. O'Neill. And I've got him on the list simply because, like you said, it's Ted Raimi. Uh, you, I have to have a Ted Raimi action figure. Mm-hmm. It looks, if he didn't have the glasses, you'd be able to tell it was, you'd probably be able to tell it was Ted Raimi. But uh, since you can't, the fact that it looks like Elton John just makes it even better. So uh, <laughs> I, I've got to have this one on the list just because it's kind of the best of both worlds. A, it's Ted Raimi, and he looks like Elton John. So that's he, he's number five on my list. The reason he's not higher is because it doesn't look enough like Ted Raimi.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Makes yeah. Sense.
1: What about your number five?
0: Uh, my number five is Darwin. Um, you know, I, I like Darwin. I It's one of those that
1: we didn't even talk about Darwin. So let's talk about him now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Darwin, Darwin's pretty cool. He has very, cause he's, he's
1: my number four. Darwin is my number four as well. He so has
0: kind of, you know, I'm, I'm wanting to pull up a picture of him here on, on eBay where I can get a clear picture of him as an action figure, which he even came with accessories that I think that's the part where it's like, wait a second. So Darwin, of course has, you know, a movable mouth and he's got, um, He's got these uh, 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 fins that move. And I think the fins might actually push in to get his mouth to move. But he Looks has, like they do, yeah. But he has no other articulation. But in that, he does come with... Here we go. He comes with... Uh, press on Darwin's fins together, opening his mouth, emitting dolphin speech. <coughs> so only Sequest's computer can translate the secret information Darwin is bringing from the mysterious ocean. So he has a sonar tag, okay? He has the mammal vocorder, okay? And then he has the um, he has the dolphin rebreather, which is something that's in the show. It's a type of scuba tank that, that helps him recycle his air, and then he comes with a Sequest display base, which I thought was really cool. So not only do we have something to lift him up and the uh, sonar tag for him to put in his mouth, but you have the rebreather that you can put on. So the sonar tag he goes, he can drop the tag onto another submarine like he does in the, the show. And all these accessories work with them, except for the mammal vocorder. Most of the characters come with the mammal vocorder. So why do we get another one with the dolphin? Why not? I guess if he needs to understand himself. Exactly. Well, so I mean, I'm dinging him on that. Other otherwise, I think he's really cool. Like, I, I love the fact that he comes with the sonar tag, the rebreather, and the stand. I think that that is awesome. It just
1: but, yeah, that that's exactly why I put him on it, too. And I love the the sculpt on him. It looks like a dolphin. The the picture that I can see on Figure Realm, you can I'm sure it doesn't, but you imagine that it feels like that sort of rubbery dolphin skin. Yeah, they did a really good job capturing that I think, and you can kind of see the musculature on it and everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, They did a really good job on this one, and and I just wanted to have a non-human on the list.
0: Yeah, well it's it's a cool one to have. Like it's it's definitely like I the more I look at it now, the more I'm like, yeah, that's actually pretty cool. I just there's parts of me that wish that they would have found a way to articulate the tail a little bit but I'm i I'm a nice. Yeah, that would have
1: been nice. I, I'm with you. That would have been nice. But, but again, you know, if, if it, it's such a nice design and the, 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 line of it is so nice that I, I don't mind. Okay. So that's also my number four. So then we'll move on to your number four.
0: All right. My number four is Dr. Z. Okay. I really like this figure. Um, it, The, the cryo tube. I, I finally found someone that had a, a better picture of the cryo tube. And the, the cryotube was a little bit of a kind of a, a letdown when I finally saw how it was put together. It, it was just not as as big and as crazy as I thought it was going to be. But the figure overall is really, really cool. And what I like about the, the figure, let me see if I can pull up a better picture of him here is all of the things that we talked about with the articulation or not the articulation, but the um, the not having hindrance in articulation with the sculpting of the jacket, the way that they were able to put in a lot of the articulation within the sculpt. So where he has bands on his jacket and um, that's where they've kind of like sunk in some articulation on the sleeve and he just looks he he looks apart. He looks like an evil doctor, which is nice. Um, he doesn't have a lot of accessories, though. Besides for that.
1: Yeah, no, genre. he doesn't. But but I'm okay with that.
0: You're okay with that?
1: Yeah, I'm okay with that. I like this figure, too, which is why I'm not saying much else about it. Okay. So uh, I'll move on to my number three. Uh, my number three is Lucas, uh, partly because uh, it's, it's a great-looking figure, and I want to pay tribute to someone who left us way too soon. But it, it, but just on, on the merits of the, the figure itself, it's a really nice looking figure. I like the way they, they you know, they did the hair. Um, he's got that, you know, sort of mid-90s surfer cut that all the kids had. Um, I like the jacket. I like that they gave him the wetsuit that they even, you know, sculpted the, uh, the little sandals. Not sandals. These are the kind of sandals that he's wearing. They're, they're the, dive, the swim shoes they're that he's wearing. Shoes, yeah, Dive shoes. And he comes with a little hammerhead. I guess it's maybe like a nurse shark or something. Yeah. And, um uh, And he's got just got a ton of accessories and it's just a really cool figure. Again, I like the way they sculpted the jacket. It's kind of flared out. I I, playmates finally nailed how to do jackets on these figures. I I guess it, it, the fact that they're larger scale helps, um, that they're larger than three and three quarter inch helps. But uh, at the end of the day, it's just a really, really good looking figure. And, um, and I like the articulation and the, the accessories and everything about it It just works. I, I think it's a great figure. So that's my number three.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Uh, my number three is Chief Crocker. Okay. Um, I like Chief Crocker. I actually like the the character in the show quite a bit. But what I like about Chief Crocker is that with his accessories, he's got all the stuff for security, um, for security work. So he's got, you know, the kind of harpoon, like, disabler gun. Um, he's got the recorder, the, the, uh, the actual communicator. But then he also comes with handcuffs. And because of this yep. little chin strap, and he's a little bit heavier set figure himself, and everything that he looks the part of security, and the fact that they put him with the handcuffs makes total sense. Because now, if you are going to arrest Doctor Z, you have the handcuffs to do it. Right,
1: and and that's why he's my number two. Ah, so yeah, uh, everything you just said, I I, I like the way that the, the cap, the sculpt on the cap. Caps are kind of of, of hard to do for some reason to make them look right. And his looks right. It looks like it fits on his head. Uh, You can, you can kind of see how his head would go up underneath it. I love the face sculpt. The the facial hair is what really sets this one apart for me. It looks like real facial hair. Yeah. And it looks like the actor.
0: Even, even down to the, the red uh, holster that he carries on his side. Like I love that they had that small paint application on there as well. something I didn't actually notice until you know, just now like really reviewing or the figure, but I like that they put in all those subtle details.
1: Me too. Me too.
0: Yep. So
1: that I've already so that's my number two. Uh, and again, I love the handcuffs, uh, as well. I think it's really cool. Uh, nice, uh, nice uh, little touch.
0: So what is your number two? All right. So my number two is technically my first one to get, which would be, uh, uh, commander hitchcock um now initially i picked this particular figure at first well not because it was a good price but there was some accessory work that came with her that i thought was really really cool what i think is interesting about this figure not only had they you know nailed down like the look of the figure and she looks apart. part like i know the the um the figure realm doesn't have quite a good picture of her this one, like when you look at her face on it, really looks like her, including all the, the the paint app on the insignia on her collars and everything. It looks great, but she comes with the VR set stuff, so she has a VR goggle set, and glove along with her uh, sidearm and other pieces, and it plays into the VR episode where they were having to go and run submersibles under the water and she's controlling it through VR to get it to go where it needs to go. And I love that they've included these pieces in it because she uses these items a couple times in the series. So they've yeah, made cool. specifics to the characters again, really cool that they did that.
1: Yeah. That's very cool. Very cool. Yeah. That's a, that's a good choice. Again, you really, really can't go wrong with any of these figures in my opinion, but uh, some are better than others, uh, such as my number one, uh which is dr z that's why i didn't say much about him when, when you were talking about him for me honestly i know i've made a big deal about this but it all comes down to that jacket on this the jacket and the color scheme on this guy he just this looks like that character i know everything about this character just by looking at this figure from the stance that they've got his legs sculpted in to the jacket and again it's it's a longer jacket and the way it flares out just works it just works and they've even made the thing I love about these is they even made the uh, the joints for like the elbows and the knees. They mask them very well. They're still there. You can still see that they're there, but you don't have a lot of space in between the joints. to You don't have a lot yeah. of sunlight coming through so that at a glance you might not even know. And you could position the arm so that you didn't even see them. The way that they've got everything sculpted, uh, I just think Playmates. It, why is Playmates not done figures this good since?
0: You, well, now in their argument, they have when they when okay. they when they relaunched Ninja Turtles in 2012, they did incredible well, okay. articulation human
1: figures, human figures. <laughs> Let me reframe. Let I don't, me rephrase, rephrase I think, that because their their Ninja Turtles figures have always been great.
0: I think it just depends on the sculpting team, kind of like. Kind of like, you know it, you, You'll you start, like I have found um, And one of the things I appreciate About Migo is Migo puts In captions now Who they're sculpting, who their sewer, who their designer was, you know So that way they can keep a running Tab of who does what But the person that was In charge of this line was probably also Dealing with um, The Star Trek Next Generation Way back in the day might not be on the team anymore when they started doing other things. Kind of like the, the group that was for Jazzwares that was doing like the Fortnite six inch figures, same group that did the toy biz Marvel legends back in the day. And they have, you know, crazy articulation. Well, these figures also have the same articulation. Why it's the same sculpting team. So they use what they know. So whoever sculpted this, Probably in charge of the next generation run of Star Trek figures, but then when it changed over, maybe they had them come back to do this, and then they just moved the team, or the mo- the team moved somewhere else at some point. So it might not be something that's completely in-house. You know, kind of like how the Four Horsemen now, they have their own sculpting company. This group might have done the same right. thing.
1: That's very true. That's very true. Yeah. But again, everything I said about this figure before uh, still stands. Uh, I I love the the color scheme. I love the jacket. We didn't talk a lot about like the the fabric work work on these, but they've got a lot of Mm -hmm. good fabric work uh, going on these. A lot of good fold work and everything. And the
0: speckle paint on it just, it makes it look kind of sparkly, but makes it look like a puffy jacket that has, you know, a lot of texture work in it. Right. I love the paint app on the the, the jacket itself. It, It is phenomenal. It's a great figure. Yeah,
1: might be the best figure in the line, which is why it's my number one.
0: I'm gonna disagree with you on that one.
1: Okay, what is in your opinion? I'm assuming your number one is the best figure in the line. Your, your, yes. In your opinion, yes. Okay,
0: I think the number one figure in the line is uh, Captain Bridger, Nathan Bridger. Okay. Um, I, I, it's
1: it's it's a it's a toss up. Uh, his head sculpt is phenomenal.
0: Yes, it is a really um, good head sculpt. But even, even down to his uniform, and I know his uniform is, is rather generic, but the way that they've got like his, his suit unzipped further down, further than the other characters in the line. Because he, he is a very, not a laxadaisal captain, but he's a very relaxed captain when it comes to certain Informal, things. yeah. He's very informal, which is something that a lot of the crew don't necessarily like about him. But they were able to capture that in his uniform, which I dig. Um, you know, he's got a cool set of accessories. He's got, you know, the the voc orders, he's got, you know, the stun gun. He's got an away team, uh, spring-powered like harpoon cannon, which I dig, including the C pod and the um the the voice encoder as well. So he's got all the main accessories for an officer on the ship. He just doesn't have any sea life because he has all the other stuff. And the harpoon launcher is spring powered.
1: Cool. Yeah.
0: All right. He doesn't have time for sea life.
1: He does not. He does not. Because
0: in the show, I don't think he's he's too much on dealing with the sea life. Like, I mean, he deals which with is, the... which is
1: exactly what you want in the, the captain of an exploratory. Uh...
0: Well. Motion going vessel. Let me rephrase it. From what I remember the show, and it's been a few years since I went back and started watching it all through again, was that he was pretty much retired, wanted his fishing boat, kinda of do his own thing, and they brought him back on. So he, he's not used to being with a relatively young crew. He's got more of a hardcore military background, which is why he gets along with the security chief really well. And he doesn't quite see Darwin as a non-commissioned officer, even though Darwin is, in fact, a non-commissioned officer in their ranks. So he doesn't, like, he's he's old school. So it makes sense he wouldn't come with any sea life.
1: Right, that makes sense,
0: yeah. But it would have been better if he came with a great white shark. You think? <laughs> maybe because because of
1: Brody because of Brody yeah (laughs) sorry oh it's late I know all right so there there's our there's our top five so it's time to talk about the one that got away so here's where I kind of uh go back on what I just said uh while I do think uh Dr. Z is maybe the best overall figure in the line the one that got away from me is Captain Nathan Hale Bridger because I need a Roy Scheider in my collection. He's 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 a great one of my favorite actors. I uh, never you you never caught him acting. He was always just real. Um, never gave a bad performance. I needed, and this guy this looks so much like Roy Scheider. It, people would look at it and go, "Is that a Roy Scheider figure?" They would not for a second think it was a Sequest figure because that's not what he's known for. They would think, "Is that what?" W- w- w-? In fact, I could paint. I could I could get the the the. The, uh, the beard off of Cook, uh, off of uh, the, the chief, put it on him. And he could be uh, the Bob Fosse uh, character because he's dressed in all black and everything. I'm, apparently, I'm obsessed with all that jazz. Who knows?
0: Who knew? I'm, but, I'm uh, sensing that.
1: Yeah. I, I, I may actively have to get my hands on one of these at some point. Because even though I'm not I'm, I don't, I'm not really displaying much right now, uh, this, I, this Roy Scheider, it, it, it's a Roy Scheider figure. It's not a Captain Hale or a Captain uh, Bridger figure. It's a Roy Scheider figure.
0: Nice.
1: So I'm guessing your one that got away is one that actually got away.
0: Uh, no, not yet. But it's definitely one that that I haven't seen a, a relatively good price for yet. But it's definitely one that I have on my list. Ie, less
1: than eight dollars. No,
0: no. But you know, <laughs> probably probably less than thirty. Um, but it's definitely one I I want on on my shelf with the the two that I have so far, and this one is is important to me. Cause I've always been a fan, <laughs> but it's uh, it's Lieutenant Tim O'Neill. And again, you know, the glasses are a little crazy, but it's, it's, it's a Ted Raimi action. Figure. It's Ted
1: Raimi. Right. And yeah. to
0: top it off, do you know what sea life he comes with? He comes with a squid. How often has his brother put some sort of squid like item within his movies to drag people to their doom
1: oh that's a good point
0: (laughs) out of all the creatures they could do they put a squid with them i'm like bravo i love it (laughs) i really want this action figure.
1: that's cool (laughs) and have you and have you actively been trying to get your hands on one
0: Uh, not exactly not exactly i mean that kind of today kind of spurred it up for me to start looking again. I happen to get lucky a couple times, but yeah, it's not something I've been like you know actively searching for, but it's definitely it's definitely like one of those where for this particular group, I would love to have the just the main crew. Um I think having the main crew and that's pretty much it because i mean that's most of the line right there but the main crew and i i could stop and be happy because i i dig the show a lot i really do
1: okay cool uh, and it's
0: it's you know you said it is streaming on was it tubi it's either tubi or peacock i can't remember but yeah it's it's hmm. been a while since i i saw it on there but i know at the time i was watching it, i think it was on peacock okay yeah and it was it was free it wasn't like you know one of the the premium uh, channels of Peacock, like I was watching it. Well, on yeah, my because they
1: can't really they can't really charge for Sequest.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you'd be surprised because I went on and they had like thing like the Universal Monsters. It's like, oh hey, you know, check it out, blah blah. And it was all their movies for that were premium. So some sometimes, well, of course, like it was I'm Halloween. Like, it was October. Yeah, yeah. I might get on and see if, see if the episodes are available. Maybe I'll text you and let you know. Please do. You should I watch, could also get online and check as well. You should watch the first one at least.
1: Okay. I probably will. I think Pam likes it. I think she's a fan for some reason. I don't if, know why.
0: If if you ever do um if you ever do oh goodness uh the pilot episode for Sequest. I'd like I'd like to help you out.
1: Okay. I, I, I honestly don't see that happening, but uh Just you know, in never case. say never. Okay.
0: Never say never again. Is a horrible movie. I
1: know. <laughs> so, folks, uh, that's all there is to say about Sequest DSV from Playmates. But we'd love to hear your thoughts. And if you have any of these in your collection, especially if you have a Roy Scheider, I want to see pictures. So head to the Facebook page, comment, post your photos, let us know. And if you have a you have a uh, Ted Ramey figure that you want to send to Taylor, um, <laughs> you can message him for his address. So until next time for Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeff.
0: And remember, they're not dolls; they're action figures with action sea life. Yeah, I got nothing. Oh,
1: can I, folks? E- Thank you for listening. For more episodes of this show or other Marvin Dog Media productions, go to marvindogmedia.com to stream or download the shows, or to subscribe via iTunes. Email us at, marvindogmedia at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at marvindogmedia. Follow us on Pinterest at pinterest.com forward slash Marvin Dog Media. This podcast has been a production of Marvin Dog Media, all rights reserved. How many times can we say Marvin Dog Media?